Hi there, I'm Nick DeRosso, and welcome to Inside the Leadership Cryptex podcast, the show where I talk to business leaders and industry experts working in or in association with the property, real estate, and building industries. Now, to give you a little insight into what a Cryptex is, Perhaps you've heard of the book by Dan Brown called The Da Vinci Code. Well, this is where the cryptics made its debut as a portable vault used to hide secret messages. Therefore, Inside the Leadership Cryptics is an apt title for my podcast. Please join me for a fun, straight-talking and authentic chat with some super interesting people where I unlock the secrets to their career success, their ups and downs, their daily habits and the path that led them to where they are today. How do they balance their work, family relationships, physical and mental well-being, and both personal and financial growth. I also uncover their goals for the future, along with some industry commentary and insights. I really do hope you're able to take something useful away from the conversations. And now, on with the show. Hi there, I'm Nick DeRosso, your host, and in today's episode, I'm joined by Prash Nayar. Prash is a leading Perth real estate agent from Perth Realty Group and also a founder of Rexy AI. He shares with me his early days and how he got into real estate from door knocking through to now as he grows his own team within the brand he has been at for most of his 10-year career in real estate. He discusses how the people in his team play an integral role for the client experience and the future plans he has as he grows his team. He also discusses his favorite books that inspire him. We dive into Rexy AI and how he sees technology evolving the real estate industry. It was such a fun chat with Prash, as you will see from his enthusiasm, his ambition. He really is a true gentleman of the real estate industry. I really do hope you enjoy it. So let's go straight to the show. Well, welcome, Prash. Thank you very much for joining me on the show. How are you today? Thanks for having me, Nick. I am fantastic. It's a Friday. I'm a happy man. You've had a good week and I'm looking forward to the weekend. Again, very grateful to have you on the show. I mean, the last time we caught out and it was actually it was a chance meeting because we've known each other for a very long time. Um, back when um, one of my my great team members actually introduced us at a function. And then recently at the uh, last meeting was a life uh, life size plans launch in WA, which was absolutely amazing. And we caught up then. Indeed, with the Proctor Club and yeah, it was a chance meeting. We had a wonderful evening, man, having a conversation and catching up. Um, it's good to see what you're doing in your world now. And I do appreciate once again the opportunity and the invite um, to your podcast. Oh, fantastic, Prash. Thank you. Now, look, you're a busy man yourself. You're, you're, you're the CEO of the Real Estate Times. You're the founder of Rexy AI, and we'll talk about that a bit. And um, obviously, yeah. you're a real estate marketing expert in your field in Perth. Um, mate, t- talk to me about, um, I want to get into the real estate side of it first up. Who inspired you to get into that? Now, this has been nearly 10 years you've been in real estate. That's correct, Nick. See, I started, um, actually, I, I studied international business, came here from Asia. When I got out of university, I was looking for a job. Um, it's a part-time job that I found, and it's a door-knocking job, Nick. So, you know, in the world of real estate, uh, one of the toughest skills to um, to learn. And um, I, was, and I was selling automotive insurance up in Rockingham. Um, and one day while I was door knocking and selling the um this these these cards, these pamphlets that I wish um, you know, now if I if I had a chance to redo it again, I'll know exactly what to say. But I was very fortunate to meet a real estate agent um at that time who was part of SLP, um just starting up 
you know, in 2013. And he said, um, you know, at that time at the door, he said, son, come on in and I'll purchase three of your, of your, you know, of your watches, of your coupons, right? And so I was very excited. I walked in as I was signing him up. He asked me, you know, are you interested in real estate? You're door knocking. Um, for us, this could be an opportunity for you to get into the property game. And I said, to be honest with you, friend, I don't know anything about real estate, um, but I'm willing to give it a try, right? I'm, I was young, you know, I'll give it a risk. Uh, why not? Didn't expect him to call me back a few days later. Um, the CEO of the time, uh, Brad Quinn, SLP, rang me and said, come on in, uh, let's have a chat. And the rest was history, Nick. I started up in admin, uh, worked my way to understanding the legals of real estate. And when I was looking for a sales role, um, as you know, the concept of SLP was about being your own independent agent. I thought it's best that I gained some more experience. Uh, again, went on knocking to agencies and found a great fit in Harcourt's integrity. Um, those were the three directors, John Caputo, Michael Clay, and Pratt, um, who gave me an opportunity to start. And today I'm still with the same team. Yes, you are. That's a long journey, actually. I know they've rebranded now as an independent, but that everything you've mm -hmm. just said is rare. It's the way it should start, but the way you've actually continued and being loyal to that brand, who've also reciprocated that as well, because they're a great office, great team. Absolutely. And as you said, they've, they've just rebranded now. I've, I've not, again, I've stayed with them. I'm now called Perth Realty Group. They're still in Maylands. Uh, we operate in the surround. So as you said, the most important thing to me in any business, um, Nick, I believe it's the, it's the essence of the team. Um, and if I can work within that team and grow myself, which I've done with Real Estate Times and Rexy, um, then that's essentially all I can ask for. Absolutely. Now, that's a, a great lead in. Now, when we last met um, at the event, we were chatting that you are growing a team now. So it's starting to be a, you know, a real leadership role for you now with the team within the same brand, by the way, too, which is quite interesting. Yes. So talk to me about that. Who's on your team? Where are you at with that? No problem. So at the moment, we do have an admin um, manager. We call her. She's everything for us. That's Evie Rose. She runs the front end. Um, at Perth Realty Group, and you know she's she's fantastic at what she does. She's basically our customer liaison. Uh, we have, have a prospecting team that's working on on ringing cold leads, basically, um, and introducing them to myself. After which, you know, I go in and, and meet the um, the homeowners and say hello. Um, and also, we have a buyers agents that that's working basically with buyers interstate in the last twelve months. As you know, Nick, there's been a massive increase over COVID. In fact, so more two years um, of interstate buyers. And um, this particular gentleman works uh, within the state buyers and local to connect them to properties that we have on market, which we sell with Perth Realty Group um, and off portals, which we connect via Rexy for other agents as well. Um, so that's where we are um, at the moment, still focusing on on, uh, on growing our, our systems and making sure it's down packed so we can service our client through the property journey. Fantastic. So, so talk to me about that. You've got um, to the lead, the property uh, comes through your, your team and you go in there obviously representing the, the team as the lead agent. And then you've got other yes. people around you that will do different roles. How do you present those other, um, you know, cogs in your wheel, those, those team members to, to really lift them up um, to make them equally? Because I know this happens a lot where you've got a lead agent and, oh yeah, that's my PA, you know, but 
you know, the way you're doing it is a little bit different. And I think you're selling those people in a, in a really good way to these, these uh, sellers that actually makes them feel like that's who they want to deal with for that role, not you. So how does that work? Great question, Nick. I, I see, I believe in, in lateral leadership. Um, I think that the, the hardest thing to bring into any structure um, is, is the, the essence of, of, of hierarchy, which, which always is present. Um, but I believe hierarchy only comes in delegation of roles. Mm. Um, but if, if we lead laterally and we make them, firstly, our team members realize how important their role actually is, um, and that my my weakness is their strengths and vice versa. Their strengths is my weakness. When we're fitting with the clients before engaging in, in, in a campaign moving forward, uh, we explain how these roles will, will transpire throughout the process. Firstly, um, where and when they will be communicating with each of these people within the within the team um, and how that journey will proceed from A to, to, to Z. Um, as you know, Nick, you know, in, in real estate, um, the many things that happen outside of our circle of influence and our job is to put out those fires, right? Um, so that's what I prepare my clients for, Nick. You know, I say that, listen, anything can happen from A to Z, um, but in the event that this is to happen, this is who we have. Um, on our on our site, and when you're engaging me, you're not just engaging one agent. Um, you're also engaging our team members in their respective role, and more importantly, you're backed by the experience of Craig, John, and Michael, um, who've been in the industry collectively for over seventy years now. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's how we we carry forward um, to our clients, and thankfully, that it has been received well. Fantastic. And so what is, I mean, we, you and I both know that it's real estate can be very difficult to structure if you let it consume you. So you, and I know the hours you do um, and the hours you keep, and there's not very often times that you're at your home more than someone else's. So that's the life of a real estate agent. So what does your day look like when you start? And do you have structure not only within that day, but throughout yes. the week where there's certain things you say, right, Tuesday, I'm doing my marketing. Thursday is my Sunday. What does that look like to you? How does it start and how does it end? Sure. Sure. I'll start off with my first day of the week. Essentially, it is Sunday. Um, I finished my home opens up at 2.30, 3 o'clock. Um, and I love cooking, Nick. So that's my, my time out. You know, it grounds me, reminds me of home. My parents are back home. So, you know, they make, uh, my mom makes an incredible chicken curry that I've been trying to master for the last 13 years. <laughs> it hasn't happened quite yet, but I'll get there. So I spend um, the, my Sunday evenings, you know, essentially just making a meal for myself um, and, you know, and, and then my partner. And we make sure that, you know, she's she's happy too on that Sunday, you know. It's a cool. time that we spend together. Happy wife, happy life. Um, and at that point, while I'm doing that, that you know, that, that grounding or moment of grounding, I take my time to look at the calendar, Nick, and I map out my entire week. Um, so what I do is that on, on my on my Monday mornings is essentially my team broadcast email. I send out an, an email to my team letting them know um, lessons learned from last week, uh, what we can do this week, and some words of of you know of, of encouragement that I have had from previous mentors over the years um, that I have collated. So I put that down in the same email, send that out to the team. 
we then structure our week as such. Every every uh, morning to afternoon is essentially our prospecting time. We spend our time reaching out to every client that um, needs our help firstly, could potentially require our assistance, and is looking to purchase in the near future. So three key things that we focus on, um, and we have that, of course, in our systems and in a follow-up plan. Um, Tuesday mornings is our sales meeting, and we meet up in the office every week um, just to sit down and share our successes and challenges that we face and what we can do for the next seven days. Um, Wednesday mornings is essentially my preparation for the upcoming weekend. So we set our home opens, we set our buyer inspections, we make sure we've attended to all inquiries. Um, the afternoons from Wednesday to Friday, so essentially 1 to 6 p.m., um, is pre-set with, oh, oh, I love blocking my calendars, so I block them out with seller appointments, and if we can fill them uh, with seller appointments, that's fantastic. We meet our clients in the afternoon to the evenings, and uh, we see what we can do to assist them through the property journey. Um, that they require. Um, so that's my Wednesday to Friday. Um, and then Saturday is, is as you know, we in, in the real estate game, they call it the game day. Um, yeah. I essentially don't call it that, Nick. I call it the day that I go out to meet more clients, more buyers, um, and we can help. You know, I think that's that's something that I've, I've really got in tune with, um, the idea of, of being rewarded through helping people's journeys. Um, as you know, over COVID, Nick, one of the hardest things people have found is to find shelter. Um, so I think I've really found that that essence of uh, of being rewarded through helping them. And that's how I see my Saturdays. Um, in some cases, it doesn't necessarily, you know, reward me in the dollar sense because there's more time to spend. Um, but, you know, that's why I'm still here. And thankfully, you know, after almost a decade now, my friend, um, and that we can help. Um, these people so yeah that's my Saturdays and it begins again now um, on the Sunday absolutely uh, and look you know what I love Prash what you said there and interestingly enough timing wise I was speaking to um, a young person yesterday who was looking to get into the industry and um, mm -hmm. we were talking and I, I like to let the conversation go as part of my process when I'm doing a sort of a phone screen because very often things come out that you know you wouldn't need you don't even need to ask it just comes out and the why came out and you've mentioned your why you know which is fantastic yeah. and the reason it's a really important to me is a lot of people get into this industry, which is all what we're talking about is I love houses. And that's great. It's probably a very minor part of it. It's everything you've mm. just said. Um, I recall when I was in the new homes industry and I was running a sales team and, you know, I came in and I spoke to these, these guys, it was about eight people in there. And I said, look, you are not selling a house. This isn't mm. about four walls and a roof. Anyone can do that. And I said, we are talking yeah. about the hopes and the dreams that these people move into this home that they're going to have, they're going to enjoy. They're going to have happy moments mm -hmm. and they're going to have sad moments, you know, mm -hmm. but that is what you are actually selling them. And, and that's your okay. why. So, no, I always say to people, there's always the same reasons when people want to buy or sell a house. You just need to identify mm -hmm. what it is, you know, and then you're part, well, of, part of their journey forever. And, and I think, Prash, yes. you've got that essence and that leadership style. And I love your setting the calendar up, um, blocking time out, even if it's not a real meeting is fantastic. 
very important. No, I appreciate that, Nick. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. And and look, great leadership is also about you know you work hard. You have to work hard, but the rewards do come. But the reality is. You've also got to book time in there for yourself. You can't just be about everyone else. Um, I liken it to the the phrase that the air hostesses say in in the event of an emergency and the oxygen mask come down, put it on yourself first before you help you know young kids and our older people. Um, and that's what you yeah. need to do. You know, what are you doing to recharge? What do you do to uh, say right? This is Prash's time. I need yeah. it. <laughs> There are two things that I do during the week, um, Nick. One is that you know I, I enjoy exercise. I think I've been working out since, or, or at least consistently, um, since uh, since COVID began. Um, so I took up the kettlebell friend, and it has been you know one of my best friends um, over COVID. And kettlebell is something that we can I can do at home. Mm. So um, every alternate days, you know, I aim for a hundred push-ups. That's in my in my calendar. Um, and a little bit of a kettlebell workout, you know, and it's just it's comprehensive. It's full body. Um, it gets the blood pumping, and it starts me off in the morning. Um, during this period, my phone is basically on a do not disturb. Um, the idea is that I'm not looking at social media. I'm not on my emails, which is, you know, highly tempting to do. So yeah. I can't deny that there are some mornings that it happens. Um, but yes, you know, I, I get that. Um, I have my do not disturb once just so I could have that time to myself. Um, I enjoy the second part to that is I enjoy music and reading. So I play a little bit of um, the acoustic guitar and Lovely. I stress on a little bit. And, you know, I just pick it up and I just play some tunes, man. I love classic rock, you know, so when I can play some classic rock and some Indian music, exactly, you know, and make, um, again, it's all about grounding, right? So it takes me back to my childhood and um, that moment, I believe, is somewhat like meditation. Um, similarly to reading, I transport myself, you know, to into another world. Um, I aim to read about two or three books a month, be it um, on um, on Audible, be it, be it physical books. Still very much a lover um, of of hardcover books. Yes. So yes, that's um, those are the two things that I do for myself, Nick, and I try to do that on a weekly basis. Yeah, excellent. So what are you reading at the moment? Do you prefer you into fictions, or you do you do a lot? It's a bit of self development books as well. Yeah. Well, most of my self-development books, I try and put them on Audible, Nick. To be honest, it's hard for me to read a self-development book when I don't hear the voice of the person that's okay. explaining it to me. So I love it when it is, you know, when I'm re- when I'm listening to something and it is that same person who has written the self the self-help book. Because essentially, with self-help and and you know, you you be you be well versed with this at the moment, Nick. It's it's hearing the intonation and and the and the spirit behind why that helped that person mm. and how that can translate to you. So if you're reading it, you're reading it in your own voice. It's something that you haven't experienced. So I I I find it hard to relate that way. Um, so when it comes to self-help, it's audibles. Um, but when it comes to, uh, to fiction, it's definitely hardcover. Um, I'm reading the, um, the the story about Robert J. Oppenheimer actually at the moment. So it's uh, American Prometheus. And it's a story of um, the creator of uh, the nuclear weapon, uh, which, uh, oh, yeah, and it's, it's, it will be adapted by, by Christopher Nolan, one of my favorite directors. So I rarely pick up autobiographies. This is somewhat an autobiography about what happened in the life of Oppenheimer, which is truly interesting because the gentleman could read Sanskrit. 
you know, so when I, when I, when I go back, he quoted a lot about the Mahabharata, which, you know, in the Hindu culture, it, it's, it's a very popular book of reference on, on guide. It's basically the Hindu Bible. Um, and he read that throughout his life um, and how he came to realize that what he created in the name of science ultimately led to, you know, weapons of mass destruction. destruction. Um, and it's still relevant in today's world with, yeah. with nuclear power and, and how that is, is being fought around the world. So it's a 700-page book, Nick, so I've taken my time with it. <laughs> uh, but Christopher Nolan's movie is coming out uh, in July of this year. So I really look forward to it. Uh, it's being played by, or Oppenheimer is being played by Killian Murphy. So mm -hmm. now that I'm reading the book, you know, I'm, I'm connecting him to uh, to the character. Yeah. yeah, that's been a great journey for me. Yeah, that's what on my that's what's on my shelf at the moment. Well done. That's fantastic. That's actually um, when I read, hence where the um, the title of uh, this podcast, Inside the Leadership Cryptex, came from, was Dan Brown's book of the Da Vinci Code. And I, I, I'm not, I have not been the biggest reader of fiction. I do a lot of the self-development side of it, but um, it's my history when I started in the, build, in the industry in 1998 was in my father's building company called Da Vinci Homes. So right. I was attracted naturally to this book and then I started reading it. Now, for me, I actually read the book before, way before the movies come out and knew, knew Tom Ham Hanks was in it. And the, the funny thing for me anyway, reading it and then seeing the movie, it was just so connected. It was great. The characters were great, you know, because it can have that effect where it can ruin the story, you know. I agree. I think Ron Howard did an incredible adapting uh, Dan Brown's book um, to the film and Absolutely. the other, other books as well, like Inferno. I think Inferno yes. was a fantastic yeah, adaptation and, a, and an even better book. But you know, he, his books read really fast, huh? They do. I've read all three of them. Couldn't put them down. Yes. Fantastic. So there you go. We're, and the secrets are coming out of the cryptics now. <laughs> <laughs> now the public knows me. That's right. Awesome. Now, look, tell me about um, <clears throat> when we first met, you were heavily involved with um, Rexy AI, and I love that. And it was and you were before your time in that, and yet it's it's I find it quite interesting how it's come full circle, you know, with the likes of ChatGPT and all the other AI, that what you were doing then is sort of like the world's met you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So what's happening Indeed. with that now? What, do you, what is that all about? Sure. So, so Rexy was created in 2018. The idea behind Rexy, the meaning behind Rexy is real estate, XY's DNA, the DNA in real estate. So we're going back to the roots of real estate, uh, which I found, as you know, back in, in the in the 90s, you know, there was um, a Riva conjunctional um, element. So you could conjunct with other agents. They had a system called a multi-list system, That's which right. is very much yeah, highly popular in, in America at the moment, where it's a fair um, in, incentive for both the listing agent and the and the buying agent, a buyer's agent, um, to connect one another. Um, that was essentially our objective, our mission moving forward. Um, and while I was embarking on that journey, 2018, creating that systems for ourselves, so the idea was just to have a system that connects a buyer and an agent together. And it records the conjunctional. So there is no question between um, how that's done. There's no need for a further email correspondence. Everything is done within the system. Um, and the agent then pays the, the buying agent 
um, at the end of the of a settlement. So that was um, the concept. Um, I came across a book that was um, that was recommended by Elon Musk. Um, this was written by Nick Bostrom, and he was called Super Intelligence. Um, and it, it read like a textbook, um, Nick, but I'll never forget um, that book, right? And at that time, this was in 2017, and Elon Musk was talking about dangers of AI um, and how it may supersede us. So I was very curious to see where it was going to go in the real estate industry. Um, hence why I decided to incorporate machine learning as part of the system, because essentially, while, while as you mentioned, we were early um, in the game of understanding AI, um, incorporating you know, certain aspects into the system was important for where I believe it would come to now. Um, you know, and, and I had a 10-year vision at that time. So in 2018, you know, we, we made a, a short film that showcased where I saw machine learning would be in 2028. So it's a five-minute film, and it showed the where I, you know, my vision of the technology. Uh, and it's really funny to see now, as you mentioned with Chat GPT. But you know, I, I think it's it, it was about the foresight of many of the leaders in the industry, um, and and the opportunity that I had to read these um, these materials um, that helped me forecast better. Um, and also understand where we could take our business in that direction. So it, it's still very much progressing towards where we want it to be, mm -hmm. a collaborative world, which is supported by machine learning. Um, and, you know, at that time when we started, machine learning, firstly, was very expensive to incorporate into the system. Secondly, it, it required a copious amount of data. Um, because if you break it down to the basics, Nick, what machine learning is, is input-output. Right, but whatever you input into a system, um, the, the the output is the result, which is essentially the building blocks of business. So what what we uh, what we needed was a copious amount of data that we couldn't have in a short span of time. Um, so instead of just you know bringing the business down and hoping for profits in the first two years, uh, we took that element out. Um, we incorporated it as part of my core business, uh, and we collaborated with agents, which we still do till today. Um, and the idea still remains, the vision still remains. We need to be a, a cooperative, collaborative industry. Um, while there is healthy competition, and I respect that, uh, especially for the top 1%, um, we want our clients, our end clients to know that within the industry, this is not a game for us. You know, This is something that we take very seriously. We are dealing with your biggest asset. And if we can create a system that can help you get there, why not? Um, and that's what we did uh, with Rexy AI. Absolutely. And <clears throat> I love the name. Now I know why, where that came from. That is really, really, I love it. Um, look, Thank you me. were definitely ahead of the, the curve with that. And and, and I feel you're probably going to be in, using it a lot more now with the, the way the technology is going. And people are becoming more and more used to it. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different technologies around. There's obviously auction online platforms now as well. So, and as generations move and the next generation becomes the bulk of who you deal with, that's just the norm yeah. for them. That's just the norm, isn't it? You know, Indeed. so talk to me about yeah. um, as we finish up the the way Chat GPT will work in AI with your team and what your sure. future plans are. 
Sure. So ChatGPT basically is is Google on steroids. That's how I explain it to my team, right? I say that you need to have the right prompts to be able to assist you uh, with your daily tasks. So it's augmentation. So instead of it replacing our roles, what I told the team is that we need to utilize it to support our roles. So asking it the right prompts, i.e. helping out in writing an advert. Right. Uh, essentially, we can ask ChatGPT to write an uh, advertisement or a two by two apartment in the heart of Northbridge uh, with these features, and it'll spit out a, a structure. Right, and that structure is is is, is done in, in less than than two minutes. Mm. So what I tell the team is that instead of just copying that structure, you use that as a skeleton uh, structure, and you add on your words to it. It's also a, a tool that we can use to learn a lot quicker. So asking it questions in specific about real estate in uh, in WA, utilizing WA legislation can get you information faster rather than Googling something and looking through links, right? ChatGPT does that for you. So that's how I see it assisting and augmenting our team moving forward. Um, and yeah, that's where I see the future of it or how we can utilize it better. A learning tool um, and also a tool that can assist us creating copies um, and more potentially once it gets to chat GPT-4, uh, which I believe it is now, yes. um, you know, it can it can assist us in, in far, far more superior things that can um, only essentially help our end clients. Prash, that's fantastic. And I tell you what, <clears throat> your team members should be very proud to be involved with you. Um, you, I love your leadership style, your collaboration, uh, the way you're looking ahead at the future and will really encourage people to get back into this industry because it is a fun industry and you are helping people. That is all we do is help people. Mm -hmm. So um, it, I thank you so much, Prash, for sharing some of your insights, your leadership styles and your tips has been absolutely brilliant. And I, and I know you're very, very busy, but I, I'm grateful. So thank you. Um, please share with me, where can people find you if they want to uh, come and do some real estate business with? Awesome. Firstly, thank you for having me. I do appreciate this opportunity, Nick. It has been a pleasure to be on um, on today. And, and for anyone that's listening out there, you can reach out to me at www.therealestatetimes.com.au. Alternatively, if you'd like to look at our listings, both rental, I know it's stuff out there, um, and listings that we have for sale, not only with myself, but with the rest of the agents that we have in our agency, reach out to www.perthrealty.com.au. We're here to help you in any matters from uh, through your A to Z of the property journey and uh, Godspeed onwards and upwards. Thank you, Prash. You're a true gentleman of the industry and I wish you every success um, over the weekend. I appreciate you, Nick. You take care and have an awesome weekend yourself. You too. Thank you, mate. See you, Nick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I'm truly grateful and hope you got value out of it. If you did, please share it around and tell somebody else and help us bring this amazing information to others. If you know of anyone you think could add value to the show, please feel free to get in touch. I'd love to learn about them. Today's episode is brought to you by Sunel Recruitment. I am the founder and director of Sunel Recruitment. We are your personnel partners for amazing talent in the property, real estate and building sectors. If I can help you in any way, please get in touch at the contact details in the show notes. And remember, we can all learn so much from each other if we just learn to help each other. I'm Nick DeRosso. See you next time.